I like to tell people, you should have a system in place where you're reaching out to the 200 people that would come to your wake, your funeral, or more importantly, your wedding. Mm -hmm. Because those are the people who would be screaming, raving fans for you and your business. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have an amazing human being. You may have already listened to him on episode 14, one of our early adopters to the podcast of Elements of Styles. He is a principal owner of Lair Real Estate. He is an avid send out cards machine. He is a student of the business and he's constantly learning. Jay McHugh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So Jay, let me ask you this. What is the biggest mistake professionals are making right now? That's a great question. The biggest one, I don't know. But majority of people, their mistakes are that they quit too early. And by quitting too early, they're chasing cold leads instead of nurturing warm leads into hot leads and then screaming, raving fans, also known as referrals. And for most people, whether they're on a platform in the real estate space or the banking space or even in the attorney space, they, they get a lead. And if they don't get a return phone call or an email after two attempts, they quit. Now, that might be their process, yet if they were to have a system in place that they would reach out 5 to 13 times, and we're told 80% of all sales come between the 5th and 13th contact, they would then stand a better chance. In addition to that, I like to tell people, you should have a system in place where you're reaching out to the 200 people that would come to your wake, your funeral, or more importantly, your wedding. Because those are the people who would be screaming, raving fans for you and your business. Yet, people are spending more time with people that they don't know, they don't like yet, and they may not trust them yet. And similarly, that person doesn't know you, they don't like you yet, and they don't trust you yet. Therefore, they shun the phone call, they, they delete the email, they don't return the text, and you get frustrated. So you have to build a business of understanding what a true lead might be and also making sure that you're reaching back and saying thank you and I appreciate you to the people who have done business with you. And then drip in the courtesy call, the courtesy email, the courtesy message of saying I appreciate you and I look forward to your referrals, whatever way you want to mention it so that you're leaving a message of saying I'm still interested in your business and your friends and family. Thank you very much, whatever we can do to help you. And if people were to do more of that, they'd have more success. So that seems very overwhelming that before you can convert somebody from a lead to potentially a referral, we're talking about five to 13 different connects. So how does one not quit at two and three? Process? The process and systems. I mean, there's plenty of Product out there, gold mine, top producer, other databases that can um, 
measure when you've talked to someone and you record it and you enter it and you, and you put it into data. And, and then ultimately you can just say, I love seeing, you know, I get a lot of my ideas from folks like you and other great marketers. Hey, Jay, if I'm bothering you, could you just let me know and I'll delete you from my database? It's very cold cut. It's awesome. Normally you'll get a response. Darren Hardy has mastered that. Hey, if you don't uh, respond to us, we're going to have to drop you off from our list and we don't want that to happen. So you email, you watch this video and it says, great. We're glad you're still there because he's trying to separate, you know, the tire kickers or maybe the spam dwellers, et cetera. And he's always making sure his database is top shelf. So it's a system. People can do that the same way that if you're emailing somebody five to 13 times and they're not replying, then you can delete them. But you've got to make sure that you get thick skin. You either pick up the phone or you have a hard text or a hard email and say, we don't want to lose you, but we haven't heard from you. Please let us know if you'd like to continue getting our email. So you're not wasting time. But what will happen is the person might say, you know, I owe you a call, Mark. You're always following up with me. We're going to be buying a house in the next two, three years. We do enjoy getting your emails up here at Lake Winnipesaukee. We're coming from Arizona. We have two more years and we're going to retire. Boom. <laughs> I just put a, I shouldn't say a house under agreement. I have an offer. This gentleman, I looked, he put an offer in 2016 and uh, didn't get it and stayed in touch with them. And as he's getting older, the back nine is getting a little shorter and he wants to get back into the Boston area. Well, he saw a house, called me, didn't even see it, sent his family over. And we looked at it last night and we have a full price offer going on right now. That's following up and that's consistency. Great question. Lots of times people have many different attorneys, many different real estate agents, many different uh, loan offices in their core business of friendships, et cetera. And then they have the people that they are normally using and then the people that they like to stay in touch with. Ultimately, you just have to be really good at delivering value to them. They want to then reciprocate. So as an example, I'm showing off this mug right here. It's a grateful mug, right? It has no layer, has no send out cards. It has no title company on it, just says grateful. The person who sent this to me, Chip Bockel up in Toronto, is, I'm remembering his name. If I have a referral, it's going to be going to Chip in Toronto, nobody else, because he sent me something meaningful of value. And every time I have my cup of coffee, I'm thinking about Chip. And that's how you penetrate. I like that word. That's how you penetrate if you want to become more successful as a small entrepreneur, is that I used to say, you know, back in the day in 93, 92, people would come in with boxes of donuts, their rate sheets, put a little pressure on you, tell them that they have the lowest rates and quickest closings. Well, frankly, that's what everybody did. Nobody really separated themselves by saying, let me stop, take you to lunch. What are you looking for in a referral, Jay? Wow, that would have been different. As opposed to all they were doing was telling me how great their back-end office was. It was about them. And that's how you have to kind of put a system in place by saying you're sprinkling the generosity, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok, whatever else is out there, uh, Instagram. People 
want to know that if you do connect, I lost my dog a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't believe how many cards I got from people. But those are the people that are a higher level than the people who are talking about themselves. So if I had to call a carpenter or an electrician or an attorney, I'm thinking about the person who took the time to send me a card for my 14-year-old dog who passed away, as opposed to someone telling me about their great rates and their, their back-end closing and all the other gumbo jumbo. So if you want to penetrate, recognize that people count and numbers don't. If you focus on people, you'll have an infinite amount of business. When you focus on numbers, you create cement shoes and you fall into what I call as proverbial bankruptcy because you're doing everything that everybody else is doing and not penetrating to the person who you're trying to build a relationship with. So it's a process. As we said earlier, you start the conversation, you have your cup of coffee, you find out what he or she likes, you monitor them, whether it's on social media or just checking in, you send them out your newsletters, and then you put in your Google Calendar that you're going to pick up the phone and call them and just say, hey, I just want to say, how are you doing? It's been six months. It's been four months. It's been three months. I know you like chocolate. I know you like the Celtics. I know you like golf. And it's like, wow, this guy took an interest. This woman took an interest. And then, then you put them on that list of the 200 people that come to your wedding or come to your wake or come to your funeral because you've moved them up the food chain. You've moved them up the ladder. So now you're not wasting time with just leads. Leads are important because you still got to build the pipeline. But people should be spending more time with those 200 people that would come to the wedding. So it's not about having a massive database that you're dripping on a massive amount of people. It's more about the quality versus the quantity. I would agree with you. Lots of people like to say I have 300,000 people in my database. Well, big deal. And most of them are going to spam, most of them being deleted. Um, rather, if everybody knows 200 or more people and you had 200, you can do the math and say, wow, I can be touching all these people through the helpfulness of my strong 200 database database. Um, rather than trying to fish for everything. So what do you do with those 200 on a consistent basis? Certainly I have a birthday calendar. I have an anniversary calendar. I continuously put them on top of mind, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, to see what they're doing, what comes up in their life, and then follow up with them. You know, it's very easy, Mark, to snap a picture, copy an image, send them through my system, send out cards, and then have them say, wow, and be creative. Like I could take a picture of you right now, which I've done. This is refrigerator worthy. When you get that, you're going to say, now Jay's telling me to put this on the refrigerator of he and I, and that's going to deepen and penetrate a relationship. Some might say it's corny. Well, life is corny. If you can't laugh at yourself, if you're not humble, I really don't want to work with you. I want to work with the people who are human beings. Maybe I'm just not analytical enough or um, an accountant enough where you know everything is just down to the oh per square footage Jay this is overpriced and uh, you and I are not going to work well together because this is a fantastic neighborhood and that's why it's more per square foot but if you want to be on Providence Highway in Dedham then that's where you're going to be because that's where the lowest price square foot is but you're going to be listening to noise and pollution and whatever so those type of people I choose and elect not to work with because that's just not my ideal customer so they're not going to make it to that 200 wedding list. Probably not. Probably not. Now you mentioned send out cards and folks, if you, um, if you're a loyal listener, you will see that Jay was a uh, member of our early adopter club. And he is on episode 14 where we talked about send out cards, but I want to re engage on that. 
Tell me more about send out cards and, and the value impact. Well, thank you for asking. Everybody loves to send out print material because it brings a top of mind awareness, whether it's, sometimes it's beach towels or hats or Frisbees during the summertime, koozies, et cetera. And that's really good. Send out cards allows it to be a business as well as a human relationship opportunity to deepen that person's interest in helping someone lift their day. So as an example, I teach my agents that you could send a, a massive card similar to this yeah, and send it to yourself and say to your client, when we list the property with you, this is the type of marketing that you were going to get. Now, I know everybody else does that, except we do something different. We know that 80%, if not 90% of all sales are now being co-broke with another agent. And therefore, why go out and try to find a buyer? I'm going to market to the top 10, 20% of the agents selling homes in this price point first to get them noticed on your new listing. So that's the business side of it. The flip side of it is that then you send a, a mug to the client, say, thank you. I'm very grateful for allowing you and me to represent your home through our company. And we look forward to getting you a great result. So now you're deepening the relationship with the client. If people could stop and do more of that, that's what most clients are looking for. Knowing that you appreciate, you earned the business, but knowing that you appreciated them because they can select 10 different real estate offices. They can go to 20 different mortgage companies. They can search 15 different title companies. And how you penetrate is the difference between being good, being great, or being outstanding. And so what I've come up with and help agents is that I see many agents say, well, I'm going to give them a $500 gift card at the, at the closing, Jay. And I said, well, you're going to help Lowe's and Home Depot become billion, trillion companies? Why wouldn't you say thank you after the listing, after the home inspection, after the purchase and sale signing, after they get the mortgage commitment, three days before? That's a lot of gifts, Jay. What is a lot of gifts? You just told me you spent $500 on a gift card so they can buy a snowblower or a lawnmower, and they won't remember you in six months. Where if you're giving a gift, something of sentiment, a book, a reference book, words to the rescue, someone might stop and say, wow, this person again, penetrated what our needs were because we were on pins and needles throughout the whole process. I had a closing up in New Hampshire and these people were moving from Arizona to New Hampshire. They came out, flew out two weeks. We found a house. Then they had to come two different cars, a trailer, a tanker, because he was an automotive thing. And the whole time I'm acting as a property manager for them, getting an electrician in, getting a plumber in, for them to be ready for this house. So they, they, they're landing in about three hours and they just can't say enough about me because I made the process that much smoother. It's not a million dollar home. It's, they're gonna be raving, screaming fans of Jay and Leah Realty forever because of that process and that comfort level. And that's what I think is the fun part about it. If you're focusing on that two hours a day, you'll never be out of business. You won't have the dips. But oftentimes people are chasing potentially the next thing that comes out at realtor.com saying this is the great lead generation, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, people buy houses, you know, not computers, not numbers. And most people are not focusing enough on the human element to gain the referral that they're looking for. They sometimes believe that because they did a good job, they're entitled to it. Well, frankly, the people don't want to even talk about real estate after you worked with them for six months or nine months or three months. 
to the tide of it. So how do you keep that going? You put it into a system that you practice, you take bumps, you take some bruises, you start to see better reviews coming in for yourself. You thank them for the reviews. You tell them that you'll be asking for a review and you start to say, wow, I'm really deepening my relationships than I was five years ago or three years ago because the market is getting tough. And if it's going to get tough, we're going to see a lot of people get out of the business and we're going to start to see a lot of, I don't know, friction in the business, whether it's banks, interest rates, appraisals, et cetera. You've got to be prepared. And if your clients love you, they'll take the ups and the downs as well. But if they don't love you and trust you, they're going to fire you and they're not going to call you. Right. And after a long process, you know, thanks for the gift card, but I don't really want to see you for a very long time. We spent too much time together. You're saying give gratitude, engage empathy all the way through the process so that when you get to the closing, it's not a closing, it's another step in your journey with these people. Correct. I like the word celebration. I think Joe Stump taught me that. Don't use it as a closing. Closing means termination. Right. Not using the word, we're looking forward to the celebration next week. And they say, yes, we can't wait to celebrate with you at our first party that we're having on the Lake Jay. Great. <laughs> so I love it, is, it. it is a mindset shift. And it's something I love to teach is you, you've got to be cognizant of the words that you use. Words can be constructive and they can be destructive. If you stop and think about the words that you use, it's not manipulation. It's just choosing the right word to be more positive than the negative. And if people practice that, put it into a card, put it into a gift, do a pop by, stop by. I got these little flowers, Mark. I have to send you one. But because of Corona, send out cards didn't have them anymore. So I went online and I got my own. And it's pretty cool because it's solar panel. And so the solar makes the flower go back and forth. Oh, cool. So I give it to people and I say, you can put it on your windowsill or you can put it in your car. This way you're always mindful. If you're having a bad day, the flower will make you smile. And they're like, that's really cool. So at my new golf club up in New Hampshire, I've been giving them to every employee that I meet there. And the other day I walked in and guess what was on all the tables? Love there it. were four flowers on the table. I didn't ask them to do it, but there they are just promoting me. And it doesn't have my company on. It just says, Jay McHugh, thanks for putting a smile on my face. And in two years, I'm well known now in the club because of the gratitude of just appreciating. There's a new club. They bought it and, and I'm hoping he does well. And that's what you can give back to your audience. And um, that's what I, I love having that happen to me when people do the same thing to be unexpected gifts, whether it's a loan officer or it's a client or it's unexpected testimonial. That's what we're striving for because the business is getting very tough and it will continue to get tough simply because of what is known as a quasi recession that we're in, whether it's going to be 12 months or five years. We just need to tighten our skills if we want to progress and if we want to do better in the future. Well, you're, it's a differentiator, right? It's a disruptor, if you will. People are doing the same thing over and over again, and you're really separating yourself from the pack. I hope so. And and, and I, I find it um, invigorating because you have something new to do every single day. And it's just practicing gratitude. Bob Berg is a great author. Great. I get his emails every morning and I sit there and I say, why are people just, it's not a long read, but just a simple read to start your day off that you can import 
there's lots of great authors out there, lots of great thought thinkers out there, leaders out there. When people go through the email in the morning, you can see them delete, 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 delete. Well, why are you deleting? Just unsubscribe. Right. Pick the four five, the Mark Stiles, the, the Bob Bergs, the, the Cody Batemans, the Grant Cardones, the Stacey Alcorns. Read that and devour it. And then you can use it. But if you have too much going on, then you sometimes skip over much of it. And then put it into action. I teach the agents. I say, guys, if you're, if you're spending that much time on Instagram and Facebook, you can certainly write down 10 people you want to send a card to every single day. Because what will happen is that they'll get it in the mailbox with their credit cards, with their um, offerings, with their milk, with their coupons, with trash. And they'll say, this is something significant for my realtor, for my loan officer, for my title company. Wow, this is different. And they'll be mindful of it. Excuse me, I just came back from the post office and I got a little candle because, you know, my dog died. And I'm sitting there saying, this guy took the time to send me a candle with an inspirational note. And I'm remembering his name, Ernie Hood, one of my agents, 74 years of age. He's in the program of Send Out Guys. He's in the business of 40 plus years. He recognizes that people count, numbers don't. And I'm talking about him right now. So if you right. want people to talk about you out in the community, be the disruptor, be the differentiator, be the person that does, just doesn't say it, but does it. And you'll start to see the buzz in your own business go forward. But not to focus on the new leads all the time, right? And to ignore those that have been loyal to you. Right. Like we said earlier, new leads are important. But don't forget the people who have done business with you or referred business to you or sent you a testimonial. I mean, people, you can go on Google and you see people have reviews after reviews. That's awesome. Well, go back and thank them. Say, hey, hey, Jay, I saw that you wrote a review back in 2016. I'm not sure if I ever thank you, but I want to say thank you. Hope all is well with Ocean and Stacy. And I heard your dog passed away. Have a great rest of the 2022. Cheers. That's not hard to do. And if people put that into their day planner, I think they'd start to see better results, but they'd also start to see if, if I can do that and I can get my team members to do that, we'll all be better off rather than, again, spending more time chasing leads that come in and we're being shopped as commodities. What, what is your, uh, your rate, Jay? What do you mean rate? Well, your fee. Oh, well, I have a flexible fee. Let's talk about it. But that's the person I don't want to work with if they're more focused on what the fee might be because they're you know, being barraged by messages from TV and radio that are saying, we do the same thing for less fee. You can't. Frankly, you can't. You'd be out of business. But those are the people I don't want to work with. Right. But that means I need to send out more cards and appreciation to the people who will feed me, the people that won't ask that question. So you talk about your day planner, and I heard you earlier say blocking out two hours a day. Tell me more about that and how, how diligent you are with that two hours. So I get up early, uh, 4.35 o'clock, start the day, coffee, walk the dog. No one's interrupting you, and you can check your overnight email. You can check your Facebook. Facebook is great in many different ways. I send out, been doing it for 10 years, send out birthday wishes. Very simple. It's your birthday today. Happy birthday. Wish you a great year ahead. Cheers. A couple birthday emojis. You get those out. Some people say, well, everybody gets them, Jay. They don't, doesn't make a difference. Now I catch someone who I might not have had in my send out card database. 
for whatever reason. I sent them a belated birthday card. In a year from now, they're going to get a card on time. They're going to get two cards within 365 days. That might be more than their spouse, their husband, or their wife have sent them. Right. So that's how you're spending your day of uninterrupted, checking your email, checking your social proof, checking your social media, and being able to start the day off on the correct foot, saying, wow, I'm getting out these cards, which my competition is not. Another person says, well, if I do all that, Jay, what else is next? I said, well, this is another thing that I imported. Just go over the last 24 hours and see who you had a significant conversation with or an email exchange with or a text with or lunch with. And then use your system to follow up with them. Last night, I went out after the showing to a local restaurant. I bumped into a client whose birthday is today. We sat down for two and a half hours. I picked up the tab and she was tickled to death. Maybe that's common. Maybe that's the universe talking. But in addition, she'll get her birthday card today. So we met strangely last night. She'll get a card today. And she's a screaming, raving fan of mine anyway. But just tells you that everybody who walked by and asked and said, happy birthday. Oh, you got to meet Jay. He's my realtor. We've been friends for 20 years. He's great. Great. Isn't that better than a Facebook ad that someone's being charged for an Instagram post being charged for it's like so you implement the, it's not happening overnight but if you implement these strategies you'll see your business better in 2023 and beyond because you're importing you're changing the way you appreciate more instead of feeling like you should be appreciated more of course everybody wants to be appreciated more but be the appreciator be the person that is out there saying great things that's sending a unexpected review to somebody and they say wow LinkedIn Alignable, Facebook, I just got a review and I didn't ask Mark. I didn't ask Jay. Hmm, that's pretty nice of him. How do I reciprocate? So again, people will say, well, that's manipulation, Jay. You're really saying it out to get something. Not if you put it into a practice and you've changed your mindset. You know, give is gain. You know, B&I has that big mantra, give is gain. Bob Burke, his books are all about the give mentality. And that's what I think without question is going to happen in the next six to 12 months is the real estate space is going to get challenged and it's going to get challenged because potentially the government interest rates, the buyers potentially sitting on the sidelines because prices went up too fast. They'll probably come down too fast. So how do you hone your skills to become a better entrepreneur? How do you hone your skills to become a better professional in this challenging marketplace? You can buy more ads or you can change the way you say, thank you. I appreciate you more and more often. I think that's why a Bob Berg or a Joe, John Gordon have been successful in this space because many small, medium-sized businesses are clueless in this area because either they're trying to hit quotas and they're not recognizing that, yes, you can hit a great quota for that quarter for that month, but are you building relationships for a long period of time? And I think the best company that's done that is Apple. You know, Apple's still surviving because they come up with great products but they also have a great workforce and they have a great following. And you know, I was never an Apple person. And then when I finally got my first Apple phone, I was like, this company is unbelievable. Everybody loves working for them. So it's those type of things. The big companies you can take some food from and some gold from. And then the smaller companies, so the ones that maneuver quicker, you can take some good gold from them. And most importantly, you've got to implement it. Because if we're just going to talk about it and not implement it, it's just a waste of time. So you bring up a bunch of good points. Obviously, this has been this has been chock full of gold. But are 
is the reason that your competitors aren't doing this because the rewards aren't as fast, that this is a more of a long game? That's a good question. I think you're spot on, spot on it. But think of the younger generation, the millennials, you know, they change girlfriends, they change jobs, they change schools. There's a little change and they don't look at the big picture. And that's normal for any generation, maybe not during the war generation, the depression generation, but I've seen it from agents that come into our company is that they're jumpers, I call them. If you've been with four or five different mortgage companies, four or five different real estate companies, I bet you're under 35 years of age. And the reason why is that they think there's, the grass is always greener on the other side until you have to get over there and mow it and water it and pick the weeds from it. Then you're reluctant to come back to the other side and you just say, I should have stayed there. So that's why it's important to be a farmer as well as a hunter. I have no problem with people who like to hunt, chase the leads, but don't forget to farm the land that you were chasing those leads on. And that's by building an appreciation system that most people don't have right now in their business. Yes, they can have a client appreciation party. Some do a great job. Yes, they can do other things, but do you have a daily one where your mindset is to appreciate or to give what happens if someone just gave three reviews per week? You know, after one year, you'll have 150 reviews up on Google, just Google, never mind the other platforms. Then Google's going to recognize you as a reviewer, a, an ambassador. Well, if you did that for five years, you're going to be well known in the, the review area. And it's not, again, to make a mockery out of it, but if you go to a restaurant, you sit back and you say, this is a good, and you give a good review. I've seen owners say, Jay, thanks very much for the review. If we can ever help you, let us know. What does that do for me, Mark? I send them a card. Thank you very much. I really appreciate stopping in your restaurant. I'm building a business here in Belmont, New Hampshire, and I look forward to bringing my agents and customers to your beautiful restaurant. Is that going to hurt me or help me? It's going to help me. But if I didn't start with putting a Google review after a good meal, then I wouldn't have gotten the feedback from the owner and I wouldn't have been able to follow back up with the owner with my send out card system. And then when I walk into Goody Donuts, what do I see? I see the flower that I gave Kurt about six months ago. He doesn't have to keep it there. He keeps it there. And he's talking to people. Who gave you that flower? This new guy is a realtor. He's building a business in Belmont, New Hampshire. Cool. Then I come in, I give him one of my magazines, Healthy Start, all kinds of tips. Not much promotion, just Healthy Start. Res Media, I think, has it. And lo and behold, you're starting to, I'm going to go into the donut store to get the girls' donuts anyway. I might as well say thanks, Kurt, for having this great goody donut store. Put a Google review on it, and then people start to say, wow, this guy is not just active, but he's accurate with his reviews. This place is great. So that's how people can start and start becoming more of an appreciator in our challenging business. It's funny, you mentioned a couple times um, that the, what we refer to as head trash, right? Getting past that head trash of this might be deemed manipulative, right? But you're saying, you know, and I'm going to quote Brian Buffini on this one, give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves, right? And how do you teach that? How do you coach that to your people so that they actually embrace that, start the day feeling good, doing good, you know, the oxytocin that rushes through their body when they know they're making somebody else feel good? That's a great question. I think it starts with the mindset. You know, you, you have to have the mindset of recognizing if you're doing this to get something back, 
it's incongruent. If you're doing this with no expectation of getting something back, then it's positive. And you have to be careful of not you know, selling your soul for it. But it's not going to be overnight. You're not going to do it today and do it five days in a row and say, oh, Jay, I feel really bad. I'm feeling like I'm in. Well, that's because you're not doing it from the heart. But if you start by doing it from the heart, like I love giving you examples because you and I have the same kind of vibrational tone. I don't know. It's the hottest summer uh, on record, 54 years of age. I, I don't remember a hotter summer, two heat waves of eight days, another one for nine days. I always put a, you know, 24 ounces of water, 20, 24 bottles of water. And every time you go by a police officer who's sitting out there in the heat, can I get you a bottle of water, sir? And he'll say, no, thank you. Sometimes I'm saying, I'm going to give it to him this time. Put the window down. Here you go, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Because they're human beings. Now, the naysayers will say, oh, Jay's just doing that because if he gets pulled over, he might get out of a ticket. Well, that's a naysayer thinking. Mm -hmm. That's a negative thinking. My cousin just got on the force. Took him 10 years to get on the force. And he's on the force. And I saw him doing a detail in Dedham. I swung around, went to the store, and got him a bottle of water. And he was tickled to death over it. But those are the things that separate someone who's a giver as opposed to someone who's a giver, but they want something back in it. And if, you know, I don't know, I, I'm sure some people are giving 20% to their favorite charity. I'm sure some people say, I'm not giving 20% because I think they're stealing the money. Okay. I guess both are right. But which, which quadrant do you want to be in? The one that says, okay, I'm giving out as much as I can because I really don't want to be the richest man in the cemetery. I want to be the person who is giving plenty while I was living. And of course, saving money to give to my daughter when, when I leave this earth. So in our business world, it's the same type of thing. You can't make $10,000 in a sale and give out $10,000 in gifts. But you can say, okay, I earned $10,000. How can I penetrate to let these people know I appreciate their business? And after a period of time, you have the right to go back and say, may I ask if you know of anybody who's thinking about buying and selling, I really appreciate your introductions. Oh, by the way, I'm having trouble on the internet. There's a lot of interlopers taking our listings and reselling them. Could you do me a favor and post a review on this platform? Thank you very much. See, you have the right to do that because you're a business person. You didn't give the gift so that you have the right. You gave the gift because your heart is in the right spot. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's... It's amazing because as we're talking, I'm still thinking about all the naysayers in my head that are going to start to say, well, you're only doing it, Jay, because you want something. Well, maybe that's, see, they're penetrating because I'm thinking of those people. The reality is, is go practice sending out gifts or cards or reviews um, without being asked and see what happens. Then when you get something back of a kind word or a kind note or a kind text, you'll feel really good when you wake up and there's a text in your text box and you say, hmm, I might be onto something. And of course you do it with a genuine heart. You don't do it manipulative to say, okay, I'm gonna send out 15 and see if I get five leads this month. You do it when it's appropriate. And when you do it's appropriate, the universe reads that and what you send out is what you get back. So if you're being kind with sincerity, you're gonna get kindness back with sincerity. And uh, I think that's a great way to, to, to work in this real estate space. But part of it, and again, we're going to get rid of all those voices that are penetrating your head, but at what point are you 
eligible for the ask, right? Because some people may not even realize that there's an ask or they may not realize how they can help you. So at what point do you ask for that assistance? I, I do believe it's case by case. It's okay. person by person, transaction by transaction. And you'll learn that as you grow with the business. Um, again, the, these people up in New Hampshire, when they were looking with me, I said, um, okay, we're going to be leaving. And I said, well, why? And they said, uh, we got to get back to the hotel. It's about an hour away. And I said, well, I was going to go down the street and get some steaks and cook you dinner. And they're like, all right. So we went down, cooked dinner at the lake house. And they posted it all over the place saying, not only a great realtor, he's a pretty good cook. <laughs> and so just two days ago, Scott said, hey, Jay, thanks for everything. By the way, I'm cooking you the best steak you've ever had from someone from Arizona when we land there in the next couple of days. So there's the point, is the point that I penetrated Scott and Sandy in a, in a good way that they want to reciprocate when they get settled. They want to have me come over and have a steak dinner. Now, I guarantee you that back to basics, you know, Corona threw us all off, threw us for all a little bit of sideline fumbleness and so forth. Getting back to basics, it's you're saying to yourself, these folks are moving to New Hampshire in the town where I have a, a, a lake house. They could be real good screaming, raving fans. They're also business people. So they, they understand that there's a point where we owe Jay to get onto the community page and let everybody know how wonderful he was because he just didn't sell us our house. He helped us feel comfortable while we were 3,000 miles away. And that's what most realtors don't do. And that will be the story that they can then message out to whomever they talk to. Will I have a sit down and talk to him about that? Possibly, because they might just say, Jay, how do you get most of your business? And I'll say, that's how I get most of my business. I go above and beyond, like I did with you folks. And now I have the right to ask for the referral. And Scott, the auto mechanic, and he'll be doing the same thing. Hey, Jay, I really love your you know, mindset. How can I get started building my automotive business here in Belmont? Well, join a community page, go like some people's, go visit them at their restaurants, talk it up, blah, blah, blah. And you'll become the person who everybody knows in a short period of time in 03220. So why can't that be duplicated in any zip code or with any business? Of course they can. And you do a great job. You and your staff are doing a great job developing this podcast and getting that message out and weeding out the people who are, you know, shopping you on your fee and then bringing the people who recognize the value of what you bring to the table and want to continue to work with you. And that's what we do every single day. And we're just honing those skills every single day, you know, sharpening the saw every single day. I love it. I love all the references too. I love Stephen Covey. He's one of the ones that we quote all the time about be proactive, right? We're not litigators, be proactive. So you don't have to be reactive. Question for you. Someone sits down to type out the review. They've worked with you. Maybe they're a family from Arizona. Maybe there's somebody local to New Hampshire or Massachusetts and they sit down and they write a review for you. What does it say? unexpected, surprise, easy to work with, knowledgeable, and just someone who gets the job done. Call Jay. He's just that good. Something with those bullet points is exactly what I do. I tell people all the time, I'm there for you, but when I'm with family time, I'm going to tell you I'm with family time because I'm not going to get interrupted with family time. If there's a, a problem, 
I will find a solution for you. Uh, again, back to Scott and Sandy, they were they're really cool because um, they had some trepidations. They'll probably watch this four or five times, but they were concerned that they were pushing a higher price than they were comfortable with. And I said, guys, you're not going to have to do anything to this and you're going to be paying all cash, which means in three months, you can walk down any bank here in New Hampshire and get an equity line because people will love to loan you. Banks make money when they loan money, not when they don't loan money. And they didn't realize that. And they said, wow, we didn't see that side of it. Thank you, Jay. And close to a multiple bid offer, and we got the offer in, and they got it accepted. So now, instead of trepidation, because I was able to solve that problem that they had, they ended up buying the right house for them to enjoy for many years to come, instead of being pressured to buy a less expensive house, which probably would have more expensive problems than they could ever deem. Because, you know, you rip down a wall, you find something else that you didn't expect. You start digging into a foundation and changing a septic system, and you're saying, wow, the expenses are going up because of environmental controls. They walked into a pretty much move-in, higher price than they expected, and now they realize that they can walk into any bank in New Hampshire and pull out the line to take the pressure off to fix this or that. And boy, they got a 1.2-acre home in Belmont surrounded by nearly million-dollar homes. They say, guys, best rule, buy the least expensive home in a more valuable neighborhood, and you can't go wrong. Right. It's a great, that's great advice. Now, I know what some of the things you're doing, you're you're pressing the envelope, you're expanding your comfort zone. One of the things we love about expanding comfort zone is karaoke. Jay, what's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> well, I'm not a karaoke song guy, but I do love my Irish music. Uh-huh. So I, I can belt out a Danny Boy and I can belt out uh, a Wild Rover and a few other Irish songs. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool because uh, many people don't know the Irish songs well, but they hear about them on St. Patrick's Day or at an Irish wake or funeral, et cetera. So that's what I do. I love it. I love it. So when we get everybody together, we're shooting for once we hit the 100 episodes, we're going to start targeting a time to get all of the guests together and on tap will be karaoke. So I'm looking forward to hearing that from you. Most important question of them all, Jay, if someone wants to get together with you, work with you, connect with you, how would they do that? Well, cell phone is very easy today because you can use it by text 617-699-7442 or my website, jmchugh.com, J-A-Y-M-C-H-U-G-H.com. And um, otherwise you can Google Jay McHugh and you'll find the LinkedIn, the TikTok, the Snapchats, uh, the Instagrams, the Facebook, the Facebook fan pages, blah, 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 and find me. I also have been catfished. So that's another problem with social media. I think you might've seen that episode where someone said I was an oil rigger. Another one said I was a, a captain in a cartel, such and such. And Channel 7 did an expose two years ago on me. Uh, so what that can be catfished. Someone grabbed oh, your... Someone, so, yeah, so people think I get uh, hacked. I'm, my Facebook profile is not hacked. They just take pictures of me, create another Facebook right. profile, take enough information of my daughter Ocean and my business, make it look like me, have a conversation with someone, and then someone sends them money by Venmo or another you know, app, PayPal application. And... This person uh, spent, I guess, $30,000 was waiting for me at Logan Airport and I never showed up. So if you Google J. McHugh Catfish, you'll see the WHDH Catfish. I'll send it to you. All right, cool. (laughs) 
I love that's, it. That's a crazy story. Jay, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am grateful for your time that you've invested with us and shared your knowledge, your experience, your memories. Thank you for thank you for coming along on this journey. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you very much and look forward to the next one whenever I can be on. I love it. Thanks, Jay. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure Title, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.